0: Good morning everyone uh, Thank you for um, allowing me, giving me the privilege of being in your homes today um, and I hope you're well and I also hope that if you're not well that you know that there's people that, that are here that that love you and care for you and uh, if you need someone to to pray with you or to chat through some stuff please, um, please make yourself known to us. Uh, this morning I would love to look at a few verses in Colossians chapter 3. These are verses that that Amy actually um, led us through uh, for our day of prayer on Wednesday. Um, they had been verses that had have been reflected on at the beginning of the week I shared some thoughts with the men on Tuesday night. Um, so whenever whenever we we used these same verses to, uh, to to help us to facilitate our time of prayer on Wednesday um, I felt that it would be a good place for us to to continue to look at today um, so Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 to 17 let me read let me read these few verses uh, they are in many ways they are self-explanatory they're Paul's uh, pep talk or his rallying cry to the people in Colossae, um, but let me read let me read these few verses and then uh, just briefly just set it in the context of of its day. Um, okay, so Colossians three verse twelve to seventeen. Again, hopefully you have your physical Bible at hand um, as we read these verses together. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, I hope that God blesses the reading of his word. Um, So we're in this city of Colossae and uh, Epaphras who is a member of uh, Paul's apostolic team that he sends um, from city to city teaching and bringing the due news of Jesus and, uh, and it's Epaphras who went back to his, to his home city and, and brought this incredible news uh, of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus and, um, and what that now means for these people living in this city and we're told at the beginning we're told in, in the first chapter that they heard and understood the message of grace they heard and understood the message of grace, and at the beginning of this chapter, Paul is uh, encouraging them because he's heard stories of their of them growing in faith. He's heard stories of them growing in love for one another. He's heard about the hope that has been springing up um, as they've as they've lived out in response to the message of grace. But the reason why he's he's found himself penning this letter. Is in response to false teachers who have come in and started to mess with uh, started to mess with their minds. Started they've been they've been set free from what what had held them in bondage, what had held them in captivity. They've been set free from it, and now there's these false teachers who've come in to try to to bring them back into a form of captivity. Try and bring them back because there's there's people that, and even today people still can't grasp amazing grace can't kind of grasp scandalous grace and it's and for people it sounds too good to be true and that's and that's right it is it's too good to be true and these people because it was too good to be true, they, they dismissed it couldn't believe it and they were coming in uh, contradicting the story of amazing grace and so the people that had responded and heard and understood we're beginning to to take on board some of the things that were they were being that they were being told they began to believe the lies they began to th- they began to think some wrong thoughts and and Paul sent this letter deeply compassionate. as I read through I would encourage you to read through the whole letter catch Paul's heart as he is um, is trying to encourage, these brothers and sisters in this city and, uh, and Paul sends this letter he's wanting to remind them who they are but in the first day uh, in the first chapter especially from verse 15 to the end of chapter 1 we see them we see Paul reminding them first of all who Jesus is uh, get. Guys, get your eyes fixed on Jesus. This would before I, before I give any instruction, you just need to fix your eyes once again on Jesus. Get your eyes back on him. And then you go, this incredi- this these incredible words that he that he pens, he is speaking of Jesus. He's the image of the invisible God. By him all things were created. All things are held together by him. He has supremacy in everything. He is reconciling all things to himself, making peace through his sacrifice on the cross. And I think as Paul reminds them of who they are, he reminds them of, of, of Jesus. He reminds them, get them to fix their eyes on Jesus. It feels like this is a real remedy for restlessness. And that's what it's felt like for, I think for me and maybe many others, maybe some of you listening right now, that your remedy for restlessness would just be just being reminded of who you are and more importantly, who Jesus is. He's the image of the invisible God. All things are being held together by him. He has supremacy over everything. He is reconciling. He's not inactive right now. He is reconciling all things to himself, making peace through the blood, through his sacrifice, through his victory. And I think I felt the weight of some of, uh, of some of Paul's words this week. Because Paul's words are coming to us from prison. Paul's words were coming to these brothers and sisters in the city from a place of lockdown. And they were coming from a place of lockdown to a people who needed reminded to hold on, who needed to be reminded to stand firm, who needed to be reminded to lift your eyes, brothers and sisters lift up your heads last week as we went through the psalms of lament a uh, christina read for us psalm 130 it's one of those psalms uh in between 120 and 135 that are the the song of ascents and in psalm 121 and 123 we have the psalmist saying I lift up my eyes where does my help come from it comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth I lift up my eyes I lift my eyes up I need to lift my head and and I think Paul was was doing that Paul in a place of lockdown was reminding uh, people to set their minds on things above to lift up your heads to lift up your eyes to set your mind on things that are above because that's where you are rightfully seated that's where you should be that's what that's what Jesus has done that's what uh, you need to be reminded of you've been raised with Christ so set your hearts there set your hearts on things that are above where Christ is seated set your minds there lift up your eyes lift up your heads set your mind on things that are above not on earthly things for the old way is gone your old life you've you've died but your life now is hidden with christ in god these are people that needed to be reminded they needed to be reminded to hold on and paul writes to them from his place of lockdown and his words are we can't even come back. We can't even shoot back to Paul and say, Paul, you don't, you don't understand. You don't understand the moment that we're in right now. Paul understood well. He, he understood all too well what it, what it is like to find yourself in a place of isolation, what it's like to find yourself in a place of complete lockdown. And so Paul's words for me, it feels like they're coming with, with extra weight for us, to us who need to be reminded to lift up our eyes, need to be reminded to stand firm, need to be reminded who we are and where we sit because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done. And so it's this, it's chapter 3, there's so much richness that we could uh, explore together throughout this letter. But chapter 3, Paul, he in light of where you are seated, and as he encourages us to lift up our eyes lift up your heads he then says right get rid of that old self get rid of the old self put it to death strong language but at, th- at, at times like this it needs strong language put it to death put to death the things that are destroying you put to death the things that are leading to destruction and as the chapter goes on I think it's fair to say, especially those things that destroy relationships. Of course, destroy relationships with God, but as we can see in these verses, things that destroy relationships with one another. And so he's telling us to get rid of those things that destroy relationships between one another. Get rid of the, the things that cause you to be angry, Get rid of the, that malice and that, that nasty way that we talk, that you talk about people. Like Get rid of that. That's your old self. That's the way that you once lived. Don't get sucked back into it. Don't allow this, this pivotal moment that you're now in to suck you back into that old way. Put that old self to death and put on the new self. You're a new creation we're 2 weeks out now from resurrection sunday 2 weeks ago was when we were celebrating easter and we talked about how that 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 what jesus was doing was restoring his original design so we are because of what jesus has done we we are a new creation we are a new creation the old is gone and the new has come paul says in 2nd uh, Corinthians chapter 5 and it goes on in these few verses uh, to put on the new self in verse 10 of chapter 3 put on the new self uh, do you know that that is a doing word that is a verb and um, this homeschooling is uh, is as rewarding for me as it is I hope for the kids I'm reminding myself of uh, nouns and verbs and adjectives and this is a this is a verb this is a doing word put on put on the new self and I point that out because it's, it, it's an intentional act it's an intentional act it's something that isn't going to automatically happen we need to intentionally lift up our eyes intentionally fix our eyes on jesus and intentionally put on the new self and so paul begins to talk about what that looks like begins to tell us what he is what we need to put on begins to point out this this new wardrobe feels like arc i don't know whether it's the sun or, or whether or what it is Maybe something that Judith is, it's all Judith's good cooking, but it feels like they're all growing incredibly quickly over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and several times Judith has told me that, that they're all in need of new clothes. And they need a new wardrobe. Um, but to get back to these verses, our, this is what our new wardrobe looks like. It looks like being clothed with compassion and kindness and humility, and gentleness, and patience. These are these are key. They, they really don't need me to expound too much further on on them. This this compassion, this deep feeling, like this, our English cannot grasp fully. What word is used here? This is a deep, like feeling in the pits of our stomach, overwhelming feeling towards others, deep compassion, kindness, and humility. We need to clothe ourselves with humility. We clothe ourselves with with gentleness and patience. See, these these are always things that we need to clothe ourselves with. But I think for me, they are an important reminder what to clothe ourselves with uh, in the moment that we are currently living through. And Paul says, over all of these virtues, over them all put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Uh, Eugene Peterson, in the message version says put on put on love it's the all-purpose garment never be without it and the greek word that is used here is the, is the word agape and um, and we read this we read this book over um, over katie regularly it's a it's a book that was given to us by a good friend and, and the last the last page in her book tells us about God's never stopping never giving up unbreaking always and forever love it gives a bit of a snapshot into this agape type of love and that is the type of love that that we are being encouraged to put on the type of love that is never going to stop that is never going to give up it's never going to quit on people it's going to be resolute. It's going to be f- standing firm. And so as we look to Jesus, we fix our eyes on him. And re- be reminded, as verse 12 tells us, that it's like, oh, come on guys, as God's chosen people, therefore as God's chosen people who are dearly loved, who are dearly agape, you have been loved with this love, with this never stopping, never failing, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. And so in response to, to catching a glimpse again of Jesus, being reminded of who you are as his chosen, dearly loved people, well then you put on, you put on compassion and imitate him, put on kindness and imitate him. Put on humility, took on the nature of a servant, went as low as he could possibly go, that's what he's asking us to put on. And it's love, it's just a gap of love that will hold all of that together. It's the glue that holds all of these other things together. And then he, he goes on in verse 15 let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I've been interested, I've come across it now, it feels like I've come across it two or three times. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I suppose when it comes to the idea of peace, a lot of speakers, a lot of preachers are 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 scouring through the Bible to find where is it that we can find peace, where are the keys to peace? And so in Colossians three verse fifteen, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This this idea of rule, um. The, the original meaning of it was to was to be umpire. To be the umpire. So if you're familiar with with tennis or one of those sports that has an umpire in it, uh, the umpire has the last call. And there's there's moments of conflict, if there's moments of uncertainty, the umpire the umpire rules. The umpire makes the final decision. This is maybe better ways of fleshing this out, but there will be moments, and I'm sure there's been moments this week, where there is conflict, there is moments of uncertainty. You're left with a choice whether you respond in the old self with, with anger and frustration, or you respond with the new self, with compassion and humility so the encouragement to us is that let, let, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ make the final call. The peace of Christ is going is to rule in the favour of compassion and humility. So your experience of the peace of Jesus, the experience of peace would determine the decisions that you make, would determine your heart response to moments of conflict to moments of tension, even just internally, internally and with one another. And be thankful. So much it feels of what we're what we're saying here is so countercultural to to where we're at. How beautiful it would be. How how much would our our communities and our families and our neighbours take note when the people are living so counter-culturally to what's going on around us. Be thankful. And it's been said that when the, when there is peace in the heart there will be praise on the lips. And so the call to be thankful is really important. That the peace of Christ rule be thankful let his word dwell in you richly on Thursday on Thursday night we we looked at the fifth discipline of 12 that we're going through and at seven o'clock every Thursday night and we looked at solitude and uh, and if you, I would encourage you to, to pick up some of those things that we were talking about uh, if you didn't want to listen to the whole um, service or the whole the whole talk don't feel that you have to do that if you want the notes on that please please get in touch i'd be more than happy to send them to you but the idea of solitude is to is just to find yourself in a place where you can hear the whisper of god so we want we're desperate we really want to hear the word of the lord we want to hear the word of jesus we want to dwell in us richly and so these are these are uh really good instructions, really helpful instructions for us from Paul in prison in a place of lockdown to a people who needed to be reminded, hold on, stand firm, stay strong, clothe yourself with all of this stuff. And um he was on to talk about singing. Please sing, 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 uh, and people have been doing that. I know that, that has been really helpful for many. Just to worship. Just to find themselves in a place where singing songs of adoration. Singing songs of, of worship with gratitude in their hearts to God. As Paul says in verse 16. Sing. Keep on singing. Sing psalms. Sing hymns. Sing spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, whether it's in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Him. And I don't even want to say they seem like basic instructions. Because we don't always, if they're that basic, we'd be living them out all the time. And I know for me, I certainly am not. And I need to be reminded. Of these things today, and I hope you do, and I hope that they're helpful. I hope it's a helpful place for you to turn to today. As I said at the beginning, I'd encourage you to read, uh, to read through Paul's letter to this church. And I love that Paul, like Paul, of all that was going on, all that was going on in the city, the fact that the people were were, were beginning to walk away, that they were beginning to wonder. Paul didn't come with any sense of condemnation. He didn't come with any rebuke. Like he he made himself clear, but he he expressed himself with with love. He wanted to remind them of the good things that he still heard. He wanted to remind them of Jesus. He wanted to remind them of what it was to to take on this new self, to be this new creation, and he reminded them of that. And continues to give them really helpful, really helpful advice. Uh, right to the close of his letter, and at the end of his letter, in verse eighteen of chapter four, he says, "Remember my chains. Remember where I'm writing this from. And I'm writing it. I'm writing it from a place of lockdown, and I'm writing it because you, you need to hear it. You need to hear. Don't walk away from." this amazing grace don't walk away from this never stopping never giving up unbreakable always and forever love lift up your eyes set your mind on what's above and when you've done that then it's on you to clothe yourself to clothe yourself in in right relationship with God in, in order to maintain and develop grow in relationship with one another so keep on encouraging one another, keep on loving one another, keep on forgiving one another as, as Paul has reminded us in these verses as well maintain strong relationship with God maintain and continue to develop strong relationship with one another it's evidence that we've, we're clothed in this new self and uh And again, whatever you do, whatever you're saying, whatever you're doing, do it for Jesus. Do it for him. He's worthy of it all. So as you go about your day today, I'd encourage you to be thankful. Sing songs of worship. Sing songs of adoration. Lift up your eyes, church. Lift up your heads. Where does our help come from? It comes from our maker. It comes from the one who holds all things together. So Father, I thank you for, uh, I thank you that you are the image of God. Thank you that all things are held together in you. Thank you that in you, uh, everything has a supremacy in you. Thank you that you're reconciling all things to yourself. You are continuing to make peace. And we continue to ask that your peace would be so present among us right now. The peace of Jesus would rule our hearts. It would have the final decision. When we're wrestling, when we're anxious, the peace of Christ would you rule. You come and rule in our hearts. God, would you meet with us where we are right now? I pray that we would encounter your love. We would encounter your agape love. We would encounter your amazing grace in such a way that it would free us, in such a way that it would liberate us, in such a way that it would um, impact our relationships with those around us. We love you Lord, bless us today, in Jesus name. Amen, amen. Bless you all, have a good day, chat soon.